This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Back here on BetQL Daily, Joe Ostrowski, Will Brinson with you, breaking down Week 17 National Football League sides, totals, props, all sorts of angles for these games. And we left off talking about Panthers and the Bucks. Uh, the number is down to three. Yesterday, uh, that was three and a half. So it comes down after we get word that J.C. Horn is out? Okay. Um, <laughs> so he has wrist surgery. They're, they say they're going to reevaluate in 10 to 12 days. If they're eliminated for the division, there's no way he's going to play. Um, play again this season what do, what do you think you still like the Panthers plus three I'm hesitating a little bit that was my, my first thought that you've got to roll with the Panthers even with Horn out uh I'm not scared of uh the aerial attack that we've seen from the Bucks offense this year <laughs> I mean the Bucks are not scary at all right I mean they, yeah. they just they're they're just bad like I I don't I don't remember Joe seeing Tom Brady look as disinterested and as Miz is just completely Miz as he has yeah. this year outside of 2019 when you knew you knew that it was the end of his run in 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 New England you know he had no weapons it, it just sort of had the whole thing had run its course and you could in hindsight like you could go back and so I sort of wonder if is um you know is is his body language is that maybe a lesson to t- take from this like oh some deer just ran by my window. How cool is that? Oh, um, nice. Yeah, cue <laughs> the deer. Uh, the um, I, I think that um, I just think that like his body language is indicative of someone who is not happy, doesn't want to be there. At the same time, I don't think he's just going to cave and like let the you know let the freaking Panthers take the division. You know, it's got to be a point of pride for him, right? I mean, you go. Yeah. I mean go win the division and get a home playoff game and just try and be a play spoiler. So I, 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 th- I think that like, the, I think logic tells us that we should like Carolina getting three points here and yet something in the back of my mind. And I realize that that's not great analysis, but there's just something about like Brady at home, two weeks to play can clinch a division can, can and look this NFC, the, the NFC side of things is so wide open. Hertz is banged up. The Vikings are 11 and 0 in one score games. We have no idea if it's good or not. Um, the 49ers are elite, except they have a rookie quarterback who's the last pick of the draft. You have an NFC South team that's going to get in. The Cowboys are probably good, but maybe kind of fraudulent. The Giants are going to like 90% to get in the playoffs. And then the last team is either going to be the Lions, the Packers, or the Seahawks, or maybe the Commanders. Like the, anybody can win the NFC if you get in. And so that's why I think. Yeah. Brady has to realize that as bad as this team has been, 
despite the fact that they may win the division with a losing record on the season, which is humiliating. They could still end up like running the table because the NFC is that wide open. And so I, I feel like we get Tom Brady's best on Sunday against a Panthers team that has tried really hard for Steve Wilkes and yet is still has like trotting out Sam Darnold and maybe isn't very good. Everything you said, I understand, but it also feels like we've said all that stuff for 15 weeks. And we're still we're still sitting here waiting for it waiting for it to happen. Uh, you, what you uh, what you said you're mentioning to your family members when you're getting peppered by Panthers with Panthers questions about Wilkes not returning. Why do you say that? I mean, they're they're playing hard for this guy. They're playing well at home. They're in the mix for the division coming down to the final two weeks when they were a dumpster fire when Rule was there. They they were a complete dumpster fire with Matt Rule. They are they are trying hard. They're showing effort. They are playing um, – they, like they're, they're, they're in almost every game with Steve Wilkes. I don't think he's like a brilliant tactician. I think the biggest problem for Wilkes and for – and like everybody I know, like family members, cousins, friends, they like, they're like, look, everybody like, – we don't want to like, – I don't, you know, don't love the interim guy, but I like this guy. You know, it's sort of like that Arrested Development meme where – you know, Tobias is explaining why open relationships don't work for, for his clients. And he's like, and Lindsay Funke is like, does it, did it work for them? No, but it might work for us. <laughs> like that's, that's how it feels about the, the, like hiring an interim head coach for the Panthers. And yet, like, I do think that it would be, I don't think it would be a crazy hire to bring Wilkes in full time. I just think the, the biggest problem, the biggest impediment to this is David Tepper is an egotistical lunatic who yeah. is obsessed with star power and the big name, which is ironic because he, he, you know, he came from, he's a minority owner with the Steelers. And, you, you know, Jimmy Haslam did the same thing in Cleveland, like have to make this big splash, you know, when in reality, like, I don't know, man, follow, follow the Steelers lead here and act like somebody who learned from Pittsburgh, who learned from the Rooney family how to be an owner. They don't like to do it. Um, but I, I, think, I think he's going to try and go out and get a star, a star coach. And I think he's going to whiff. And then I think he's going to have to come back and maybe end up hiring Steve Wilkes anyway. And maybe he ended up signing Sam Darnold because he can't go out and get a star Ooh. quarterback either. I mean, the dude got turned down by Carson Wentz. Yeah. Yeah. All of that makes sense, especially uh, with the ownership angle. Let's move on to Cardinals Falcons. Will, the Atlanta Falcons with Ritter under center are favored by more than a field goal. I repeat, the Falcons are favored by more than a field goal. It's minus three and a half against the Arizona Cardinals. We're actually much better on the road. They can't win at home for some reason. Uh, Kingsbury has a road dog, and his career has been really good. He covers those games, 76% cover rate. Uh, J.J. Watt announces his retirement earlier this week. Colt McCoy clears concussion protocol. So it looks like McCoy's going to be out there. Um, <laughs> yes. Massive upgrade from what you had, but let's not get it twisted. McCoy still eleven and twenty-five straight up, twelve and twenty-three ATS in his career. But I was talking with Paul about this, and this is this is his thing. Like he he wants to back McCoy. He thinks there's some value there. Is McCoy the best quarterback on the field in this game? Probably, and he's getting more than a field goal. Yeah, I mean, I, I want to back Colt McCoy and Cliff Kingsbury, too. And I'm not saying that sarcastically. I think really it just came off. Yeah. as like, I'm like, I, too, want to back Cliff Kingsbury and Colt McCoy. I, you know, look, there's a J.J. Watt narrative here, too. 
I love I love that he didn't tell the team he was going to announce his retirement either. Because you remember when he um we had the 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 VFib thing with his heart. He tweeted out on Sunday morning, or or tweeted out on like Thursday, maybe it was Thursday, where he's like, somebody on Sunday is going to try and drop this scoop. But he 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 got he got a he, somebody leaked the leak to him, and he got the jump mm-hmm. on the leak before somebody could report it. Um, which and then he doesn't tell the Cardinals that he's going to tweet out his retirement announcement. That tells you that he doesn't trust his team. That he you know, so there's some stuff going on there. However, I do think that. Watt is going to play his tail off the, the, the final two weeks of what is going to be what is a, like a lock job first ballot Hall of Fame career. I, Pete J.J. Watt was about as good as it gets. Colt McCoy is a yep. massive, massive upgrade over Trace McSorley, which yes. you know, there's, a lot of human be- there's a lot of human beings who are massive upgrades over Trace McSorley under center. But Colt McCoy is definitely one of them. Um, I, I, got, you know, I think DeAndre Hopkins can have a sneaky big game in this spot. And I want, I think, I think when you're talking about bad yeah. teams, Joe, in 2022, if you're catching three and a half with a, with a better quarterback, and I think Colt McCoy is a better quarterback than Desmond Ritter right now, if you're giving me three and a half, I don't care if it's road, neutral, home, whatever it is, I, I'm going to take the three and a half given how this season has gone, given that, yeah, the Cardinals are a dumpster fire, but so are the Falcons. I, I, think, I think the play here is Arizona with the, with the hook for sure. No doubt. Uh, let's go to the AFC East. Dolphins at the Patriots. These teams played all the way back in week number one. Miami uh, won there. McDaniel shocking Belichick. It was 20-7. to That one was all about turnovers. Uh, three turnovers to zero on the other side. And, and that, uh, um, not- and that uh, the, sorry, the, the, the right before yeah. halftime, the fourth and nine, I think fourth and nine or fourth and seven, McDaniel goes for it. Tua hits Jalen Waddle over the middle. It looks like it's just going to be a first down, and he just jailbreaks it to the house. Like that, that and the turnovers oh, were the entirely different. Like that's the Miami. It, the box score looks like Miami like blew out the Patriots. It was really just a low-scoring, close game. Well, if Miami wins on Sunday and the Jets lose, Dolphins are in the playoffs. As bad as things are going right now for Miami, but they have to win as a three-point dog. It's New England minus three. Uh, 41, and the hook is a total, and we're going to see Teddy Bridgewater. Well, you're not hearing people say Teddy covers anymore because he's not that guy anymore. Um, he hasn't been uh, great since 2020. He's 15-15 and 15 against the spread. So uh, we got the Dolphins, Road Dogs at the Patriots. New England's offense is a complete mess, and now you've got to worry about the Dolphins' offense when you're downgrading uh, to Teddy. Yeah, I mean – <laughs> what a terrible game. We got two. I mean, like, we got Mac, we got Mac Jones who's <laughs> under investigation for being a dirt ball on the field. And we got the dolphins who are under investigation for like, like, like malfeasance and negligence and like other things as it relates to Tua Tungvaloa's health. I, you know, I think McDaniel, Mike McDaniel is a great coach. I'm, I don't, I don't, I don't blame him necessarily for the Tua stuff. I think it's, I think it's hard to, I think it's hard for an NFL head coach to, I know this sounds kind of dumb, but it's it's there's so much going on with an NFL head coach that you have to trust your, your you know the, the the people around you. And I don't think that I don't think the Dolphins people, the people around Mike McDaniel, have done him many favors in regards to to his health. Um, I've taken the I've, oh my god, I know I just said like give me the, the the three and a half or give me the give me the hook, give me the give me the points in 2022. I'm not trusting yeah. Teddy Bridgewater in this spot. You know, in New England, it's going to be unseasonably warm up there, like 60 degrees, which is you don't get, you know, you don't get many chances like that if you're Miami. I just think the Patriots can be physical enough 
and can be disruptive enough in the pass game um, to limit what Teddy does. You know, he is – to his biggest strength is he's a distributor, and Teddy fits what Mike McDaniel and what that Shanahan-style offense wants, a, a quick decision-making, good decision-making guy who gets the ball out. Uh, but I think, the, I think this is a bad spot for him against a Belichick defense that is still technically alive for the playoffs and really, really needs a win. I mean, I don't want to take us down narrative street, but, like, if Belichick gets blown out by Teddy Bridgewater at home – with all the rumors about Tom Brady coming back to New England swirling, and I think those are uh -huh. rumors, but whatever. No. Like, Belichick's not on the hot seat, right? That's not a, that's no, not get out of here. What, what are you I mean, talking about? I don't think about? he is. Okay, <laughs> when I say hot seat, <laughs> right, exactly. Thank you for, thank you. I don't think he's on, I don't think he could ever be on the hot seat. I do think right. Robert Kraft could hear these Tom Brady rumors, know that it's either Tom Brady or Bill Belichick. Okay. And make, and make a decision. Belichick made the decision yeah. for him, and Brady won a Super Bowl after he left, and the Patriots have stunk. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like, I mean, if you – Robert Kraft is, is, not a, is not a youthful man right now. When, yeah, we, when, we are, when we get older, we make decisions like just look at Jim Irsay. And I'm not saying he's Jim Irsay. I'm just saying – I'm just saying if the Patriots – No, I know, I, know, I know exactly what you're saying. I'm going through it in Chicago, and people keep bringing that up with Reinsdorf. You know, with, with whether you're talking about the Bulls or the White Sox yeah. and, you know, these, these, these older owners like Illich when he, up in Detroit, like they, they yeah. go for it at, at the very end. Give, give me that one last ring, one last hurrah. And you could say, you're saying that could be a scenario there. What about on the Dolphins side? If Tom Brady reached out and said, hey, Bob, uh, Robert, uh, you know, like Bob, Bob, yeah. I'd be down to come back to New England. He's like, but I, I don't know if I could come. Like, I don't know if Bill would, would work with me. Would Bob Kraft say, listen, Bill, Tom's coming back. And then, and then it's not like Bill, you're fired. It's like, what, I just, I just sort of wonder like how much the pressure cooker can get cranked up here. If the, if the, if the, I think, I, I like, the, I think the, I think Bill Belichick wants to win these next two weeks and try and steal a mm -hmm. playoff bid and not have to worry about that crap in the offseason is what I'm saying. Well, what about on the other side? So uh, the Dolphins lose tomorrow Sunday, and it's five straight losses. And I don't think two is returning this year. Those are some terrible optics. How can he? He can't. He can't. He can't return. Uh, so you could lose six in a row to end your season for the Dolphins. I think Costos was talking about this the other day. Uh, Brady rumors. What about the other side? We heard about the, the scenario of Brady going to Miami. You think McDaniel's a good coach? I do too. I would take him in a second with the Bears. What a, what an incredible upgrade that would be. Uh, but what if the Dolphins end up losing six in a row? Is Ross going to get crazy? An older owner and do something mm -hmm. there. I, dude, that guy got suspended for six months. <laughs> <laughs> anything's, anything's in play with this Stephen Stephen Ross. Like, comes across as like a very like grandfathery type of, you know, yes. not controversial owner. But I mean, my gosh, how many controversies can the the Dolphins be involved in under Stephen Ross? Like, we had Brady Gate, uh, Bully Gate. We had. Um, Oh, uh, bully gate. I forgot. I mean, remember incognito? I mean, like, just bullying yes. Jonathan Martin. I mean, my God. There's a, there's a freaking, I remember, I remember where I was when that, the, the report came out. And it's, it, 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 I wouldn't put anything past Stephen Ross. He's a Michigan guy. He is, is in erroneous, erroneous, erroneously um, obsessed with like winning in a way that doesn't really work out for him. You know, you look at, like, he's like, I know, I know, I know what'll fix this franchise. Mm -hmm. Jimmy Buffett. 
We'll make Jimmy Buffett <laughs> owner and sell Landshark beer. Let's get Shakira in here. Shakira knows football. Let's let's bring her in as the uh, as, a, as a possible owner. That's what'll fix this franchise. That's Will Brinson. I'm Joe Ostrowski. This is BetQL Daily. We continue to break down Week 17, How You Should Bet It, presented by BetMGM on the BetQL Network.